0: Hello, everyone. I'm here today again, Daniel Abudai, and I'm really happy to have today here uh, Isaac Polnauer. And uh, he's a part of a uh, jewelry company, Leibisch, and a very interesting company because of different things. Uh, So I think in the past 150 episodes, we never had a high ticket uh, jewelry uh, company. And this company is well established. They have stores in uh, three different continents, uh, Hong Kong, New York. And where is the third, sorry?
1: (laughs) We have Hong Kong, Israel and uh, New York. Israel.
0: Yeah. And the third is in in Israel. So a lot of questions. I'm really happy to have you here today, Isaac.
1: Thank you so much, Daniel, for having me. I appreciate you inviting me to the podcast and for uh, giving me the opportunity to share my, uh, to share our story and uh, the experience we have achieved over the years. And I look forward to our talk today. I'm sure it's going to be very interesting for both of us and for the rest of the audience who are listening.
0: Yeah, I hope so as well. So let's start with the beginnings. Um, before the podcast, Isaac shared with me that he has some Hungarian roots. And this is a business founded by uh, his family. So it's not something he just started one, two years ago. It's a well-established business. So when was it established? Uh, and, and what was the original reason or, or purpose of this uh,
1: company? Okay, so it's a great question. The business was established in 1977 by my father. My father is Hungarian, like you mentioned. His name is Leibish Porno, a real Hungarian Jewish guy. Um, and over the years, he went through different continents. He lived in Germany also. He lived in a few places, but he ended up uh, living in Israel uh, when he was closer to the age of 30. And in 1977, after he was working in different type of jobs, he thought for himself that diamond sounds like a business that there's a few dollars to be made. So he, with a very um, persistent personality, he went into that business and he was doing very well for many years. But I think the part which is more relevant to us is what he actually did in the second part of his career, which was in 1998. Uh, it's pretty much the very early days of the Internet. He thought that the internet is going to be the future, and he wants to m- rotate his business from a regular B2B diamond dealer uh, type of, um, of occupation into focusing more on, on the online. Just to give us a bit of perspective on the, on the timing that we are talking, 1998 were the days when you wanted to connect to the internet, and it used to make that weird dial tone of that weird sound, like this is how far back uh, we are talking here. So he was really ahead of his time in that in that, in that perception. And he went into the online. Thank God the business evolved very, very nicely ever since. And we have rotated our entire DNA of the company from a classic B2B uh, business into a full-on uh, e-commerce website that services private individuals worldwide. And the beauty about it is the type of product that we sell is, like you mentioned, slightly more on the high-end high-end uh, ticket and high-end value. And even more than that, it's also the type of product that you sell. Meaning it's not like you go into a store and you buy, you know, pants or you buy a shirt or, or shoes, which have no emotional value whatsoever. When you think about the product itself, diamonds and jewelry, and you think about the purpose that people actually buy these items, it's always for a very, very special occasion or something for a very emotional occasion. You know, it can be an engagement, it can be an anniversary, a birthday, college graduation, whatever it is, it is always when somebody is happy about an occasion. He doesn't come to me when he's upset, you know, when he's angry. Oh, I hate this guy, I'm going to buy him a diamond. So the beauty, how the world evolved, yeah, that somebody is willing to trust online, meaning to go online and buy an item which has such an emotional, uh, emotional value for him. And on top of that, spend a hectic amount, meaning in most cases, we're not talking on a relatively cheap item. It will be a few thousand dollars into tens of thousands of dollars. And in certain cases, also a few hundreds of thousands of dollars. And people are willing to do it online and to trust you from the perspective of the emotional uh, experience. So this is the part that I find very, very emotional and very interesting how the world has evolved. You know, you're literally able to buy everything that you want today by, in a click of a button. You don't have to leave your your apartment. You know, you can sit with your boxer on the sofa at home and order something instead of, you know, dressing up, going to a million different uh, physical stores to see what it is. You can sit at home, enjoy the experience, and, you know, you save a lot of money on the process also, and the end result is always amazing. So...
0: Yeah, you mentioned that selling these high-ticket jewelry pieces, selling this online, that's how interesting it is. And I think let's elaborate more on this because I I think so many people and probably most people, they have uh, limitations in their heads that if you want to sell something online, which is more than $1,000 or $10,000, everyone has a number in their heads, then uh, it's impossible. You have to be there in a physical store, and so on. So what's your approach on this? Like, uh, how do you make sure in the buying process on the website, for example, that, uh, people, they have distrust and these emotional things, they don't disappear because it's, it's, it's a screen, right? So yes. you would think that, uh, it's not as personal as standing there in front of the gemstone and seeing that. So how can you maintain this Connection.
1: Okay, so excellent question. You indeed uh, just uh, brought up one of the biggest challenges and one of the biggest concerns that customers on the other side of the screen actually bring up. Um, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you the following. First of all, due to the high, due to the high ticket that we are talking here, and because of the emotional experience that we are talking here, the big majority of transactions, the big majority of sales actually happen when somebody calls you, meaning there is, or sends an email and there's going to be a certain email correspondence. Um, There are online direct purchases, meaning that a guy comes, clicks the buy now and buys the item. It's It's about 15%, between 15 to 20% of the monthly transaction. But the biggest majority of the people, like you said, want to feel certain confidence. They want to feel that they know who they're talking about. And more than that, that, the guy on the other side will actually understand his needs. So once somebody calls you, sends you an email, and you start creating this correspondence and this relationship with him, a lot of trust is being built along the way. He gets to know you, he gets to understand, you know, you provide him additional pictures, you provide him information, you provide advice, you tell him based on your experience what it is that you think. So a personal connection is created very, very quickly. I would say that each transaction would take about between 10, 10 days to three weeks to complete So imagine how many correspondences back and forth, how many phone calls can actually take place in this time. So this is one very important part, meaning the actual conversation. And the second part is where somebody actually comes with this concern and says, listen, I don't know you. I I came up with this name online, I have no idea who you are. How am I gonna send you now $50,000? So I always say the the same answer again and again. It, it, and it's related to reputation, okay? And I'm going to extend mm-hmm. it in a minute. But reputation is meaning if you have a good reputation and your reputation precedes you, then it's very easy to the guy on the other side say, so, okay, this is a trustworthy guy. And vice versa, meaning if you are not a decent guy and you do a lot of things which are that people can be off, uh, um, hurt by, then it also goes out. And today in the electronic world, in the digital world, people, you know, they write reviews, they, they share their experiences, they share videos. World, the, the, the world is a very, very small place at the end of the day. And when yeah. somebody has a good experience, he likes to brag to his friends, he likes to write a review, he likes to upload something online. And also when he has a very bad experience, he will be even faster on the keyboard, meaning he will straight away share, these people are terrible, I had the worst experience you can imagine, I never got my product, they screwed. There's a lot of... So I always tell to people, listen, look, go on Google, try and find different combinations of our company name and you will see what people you know, wrote in their experiences throughout the years. There's one thing that I have no control on, it's Google. You know, this is the free world. Google is the free world. And if you will see, okay, so there's like hundreds of thousands of mentioning of our company online and the vast majority of everything is everybody, you know, sharing what a wonderful experience they had. So I said, I guess this is probably the reality. So, but if I was a cook, if I was a fraud, or if this wasn't legit... That review would have popped out even faster. Meaning, people would spread the rumor rumor very, very well. So, certain people actually do that, and always the result is the same. They see, you know, all your TV performances and articles and PR and whatever you're mentioned in many, many places. So, that gives the confidence. Obviously, mm-hmm. if it was if I would just started the website the last week and I would come to somebody here buy a stone from me for a hundred thousand dollars, it would be very difficult to actually convince him. But. Luckily for us, since Leibish actually started this thing in 1998, so it's 25 years ago, think about the, the the trail that you have already online, the presence that you have online, just due to the years, you know, think about how much content you produce, how many things exist. So the more time you have online, the more presence you have, and the more reputation you create, and the more awareness you actually create. So we are more lucky on this, but I mean, if it was a new website, it would be much more challenging, I have to admit.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And also if anyone goes to your website, uh, they can see that the phone number is visible. There is a chat. So there are multiple ways to contact you. You Correct. made this easy and people, they can call you, contact you. And I think that's also really exactly. important.
1: And we are also, since we are located like in different continents in different time mm-hmm. zones. So basically most of the, like nearly, I would say 20 or 22 hours out of the day are covered by our sales team. So mm-hmm. again, like if somebody wants, you can always get access. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you have, if you run a um, decent business, I mean when I, mean, I say decent, I don't mean like a good business from, from finance. I'm talking about like you have good people, you're an, you're an honest guy, you you deliver good products. You know, people at the end of the day, let's, it's it's very very simple. You, me, every person around the globe, you know, everybody just we're not looking for headaches. Think about even yourself as a consumer. You know, when you have a certain product that you know that you need every once in a while, and you know that you have somebody. Who always delivers like it doesn't, you know, then from your perspective, this is one head less, one head less. I have a guy, he takes care of me, so yeah, every, so that's the approach at the end of it. You want to be that guy of every, every guy who comes to you, you want to be that guy that he, yesterday, I got a call, it was a, a week ago, I got a call from a good mm-hmm. customer of mine. He said, Listen, it's the holiday season, I need to get something for my wife, what can you help me? So, listen, my friend, I'm happy with pleasure, give me some direction, you know what I like. So fine, I know what you like. I know your style, but give me a bit of. Say, Isaac, I don't know. You know what I like. Get me something that I will like. This is the budget I want to spend between 25 uh-huh. to 45,000. This is probably find me something in that area. You know what I like. Say, but give me something. Are you looking for a ring, bracelet, earring, necklace, diamond, rude? Like the and, Say, Isaac, I don't care. You know what? You know my style. You're my guy. Get me that. So think about how, how amazing. And why would he say that? Because apparently, two, three times along the way, I delivered exactly what he wants. So from his concern, this is one less headache. So if you're good at what you do and you provide your customers the added value of what they are looking for, not what you want, it's not that I want to sell. I want to give him what he wants. Once they get it, they will always come back.
0: And by the way, these are the best customers, right? Because (laughs) they fully trust you, they have the budget or the money and you can just, you know, be creative and really find out what they want. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: You asked earlier about the budgets, right? About the high tickets and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, I'll tell you this. I've been doing this already. I've been doing this for almost 20 years myself, um, maybe 19 years now. And I've noticed that we are all, as human beings, stuck in our own perceptions, in our own environmental reality that varies. You know, you have a few friends, you have your neighbors, you have the people you work with. Everybody's in a X amount of financial status, and you are used to whatever surrounds you. But all of a sudden, you know, when you get to meet a lot of people, when you get to through the website you know, so many different people come, you realize that, first of all, there's a lot of money in the world. Okay, let's, let's put it out there. There are people who are more wealthy, but there's much more than that than we think. This is what I'm saying about the proportion. In, in our lives, we meet X amount of those people. But in their groups, there's a lot of them inside that group. You understand? But they're at the end of the human beings like you and me. They also need to get service. They also need certain products. They also want that guy who takes off the headache from their, from, from, their, from their problem. And the more important most important part, they also want to save a few dollars. That thought I've realized in my years of experience, doesn't matter how much money they have, they always want to get a good deal. So it's all about the proportion, right? So if you create this, this connection with a guy, you create this trust. Trust can be created in many ways, but if you are trustworthy indeed and you created this trust, so he will come to you with the budget that he wants to spend. Meaning, one, for one guy, it would be five grand. For the other guy, it would be 20. But for the for the next guy who makes a million dollars a year, he needs to spend $50,000. Otherwise, his wife will be upset on him that he's cheap. You understand? But if he need, now needs to go to one of the you know big brands store on the street, he's going to get the exact same product and pay 40% higher, 50% higher, 100% higher in certain cases. So instead of being spending 50, he's not going to spend 100. Or if he spent 50, he's going to get something which is half the size of what he could actually do. So they are open to new ideas all of a sudden they realize that there's the online world who gives them a lot of potential and a lot of possibilities they find a trustworthy guy so yeah hell yeah take my money i'm not, he's not i'm not taking his money i'm actually giving him so much value for his money that he's happy to he's happy to to make this transaction so yeah always ask yourself what it is that you give to the other guy not what you're taking from him what are you giving him that he will be happy to pay you for your services
0: and everyone looks for good deals right regardless of how yeah. much money they have Everybody
1: yeah. loves a good deal. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. Sometimes they come. I see them in person, and you know, like the, the high rollers, they come. When you, when you need to see a half a million dollar, in that usually they will come and see in person. So you know, they are here. They spend two hours. I take them for lunch. Doesn't matter. He's gonna spend half a million dollar on the table, but you pay him for lunch. He is the happiest guy in the world because people always like to be. You know, they like to get or they yeah. like yeah, to yeah. get a good deal. It doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. Doesn't matter at all. That's yeah. my two cents on this. That's a good story. That yeah. You know, and they will all, oh, there's so many things and they will add, and they're not picking up the tab for for the first time in God knows how long. But, but I, I find this amazing. I find this to, you see how the human brain works. You know, every everybody are human at the end of the day and we all react to interactions in the same way, completely the same thing. Yeah, That's always yeah. my...
0: Yeah, let's talk about your digital marketing more. So, how do okay. you get uh, customers nowadays online? Is it purely okay. your reputation, Google, or or something else? Do you run ads
1: or anything else? Okay, great question. Um, first of all, to start with, I we said that there is a lot, a lot of trial and error. Meaning there is no there is no notebook that says okay, do A, B, C, and D, and everything will work and you will succeed. There's a big list of different options every company tries different things some things work something don't work so so the first tip I will say you have to try a lot of things meaning and even sometimes even didn't work in the first time it doesn't mean anything like you have to give it to be some to be patient and look always on the long run but always to try a lot a lot of things for us personally at and we start, again, we started online 25 years ago. So back in those days, it was all about, it wasn't even then like a few years after, it was all about SEO. SEO, meaning search engine optimization, uh, basically organic traffic. And how could you actually achieve organic traffic, quality traffic, meaning you don't want just traffic writing into your website. You needed to create a lot of uh, quality content, educational can be newsletters, stories, things from the industry, experiences from people, uh, tutorial guides, whatever things that the guy on the other side of the screen will either need, meaning he needs it, he looks for it on Google, or this is something he didn't even know he needs. But once you sent it to him, or you wrote it, so wow, you know, I didn't think about it. that's a good uh, that's a good piece of advice. Um, and and generally in all the methods that I'm going to mention right now, the first and most important rule is ki- content is king. Okay, this is I remember. This is one of the first sentences somebody taught me when I when I started dealing with online, and he was always right. Meaning, it's all about the content. It can be script, it can be like an article, it can be a video that you create, it can be a podcast like we do right now, it can be newsletters, short clips for Facebook, things for Instagram. You can create funny things for TikTok, ads, endless things. But at the end of the day, you need to create content, and you need to start. Thinking in your head as a content creator and not as a content consumer. I think most of us, you know, we finish our day of work, you go home, you scroll on your cell phone and you look on Facebook, you look at this, but you are sitting in the position of the consumer. You want to consume things. Yeah. yeah. But when you want to create ads, when you want to actually push something forward, you need to change your entire mentality, your entire perspective of being on the other side of the screen, on being on the other side of of the. Everything in see around it starts being content that you can actually create and serve to your customers. So once you realize that part and you start creating content out of everything. You just have to serve the dishes on the different platforms. So you create a lot of actual written content, you know, professional ones about auction results and, and about trends. And you always feed Google, okay? You always feed Google so they can give you the organic traffic of the people who look for them. And on top of that, you do social media, short clips, pictures, uh, different type of things. So that's you continue feeding the monster all the time. You create, uh, you create brand awareness. You are there. You create uh, content that actually gives added value to your customers. Then you do ads, it can be Google ads, which is really I find them to be still very, very strong. Meaning if I compare it to Facebook ads or Instagram ads, all the others are nice, they also convert, they also bring traffic. But there's something about the Google ads and the Google organic traffic that it's still somewhere higher, I would say.
0: That and was the best for you so far, yeah. Google. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Yeah. But I also
0: find, yeah, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I will ask my next uh, question after.
1: Yeah. I also find that. Like in the last, I have no data to, to support it. This is just my hunch that in the last year or two, people are starting to do, do their searches, like the online searches, more in social media as opposed to just in Google. Meaning when yeah. you're now in TikTok and you want to learn something, or so instead of going to Google or YouTube to search for it, people start using much more TikTok and Instagram to consume the video content that they wanted. So I believe, and I also try to push it very strong myself, to create a lot of video content, like to transfer the, a bit the, I and mean, it used to be much more efforts into written content. Now I'm trying mm-hmm. to fold it much more into video content. Short clip, they don't have to be long also, you know, and it, they don't have to be perfect. This is the beauty about social media. Not everything now has to look like the highest, you know, top brand in the world. People yeah. are people just like you and me, you know, they want to see real thing. They don't wanna see fancy things with like everything so de- de- corrected to the to the dot. Just talk, you know, get a put a camera, talk on a topic that you like, talk about a topic that you think your customers will enjoy, show them some picture comparison things, short videos, do it every day, upload some stories, you know, and, and it, it creates amazing stuff. That's the I organic. Will. This is organic.
0: Yeah. yeah. I wanted to ask you if you put out your own face, but it sounds like you do in the videos, right?
1: So I, myself, yeah. you
0: actively put out yourself and you talk about the products and maybe a story and all of that.
1: Exactly. My father used to be the face of the company for many, many years. And mm-hmm. um, he used to always to be the guy who was going doing the TV interviews and everything. Um, and in the last two years, he slightly rotated it slightly towards me. He, he's very healthy, thank mean He's getting a bit older. He basically he wants me to start taking uh, more of the, um, being in front of the stage. I have no problem. I love social media. I love creating content. I This is something that I enjoy. Uh, a bit of a storyteller in my personality. So I enjoy like, m- not teaching people about the products, but like educating people about th- something that I am passionate about. And it works quite well, I have to admit.
0: Yeah, yeah right? that's great. If it also fits your personality, that's even better i yeah, think it's
1: even better yeah uh, i find that the ads by the way like google ads and mm-hmm. stuff are slightly more i would say a bit more stiff as opposed to social media which is very chill and very like you can create whatever you want mm-hmm. even if you if it doesn't come out well nobody cares yes you know has to be much more profound and like more accurate and edited nicer and the music has to be very soft like you can't use cool and hip things yeah. because you don't know who's the audience who will listen to it um and it's more like, you know, you sh- you send out and you hope that something will catch. Some campaigns work, some campaigns don't. So it's a bit of a, it's very, very hard to, to know. But the most important part of all of what I just said is that it doesn't matter. You just have to create content constantly. You just have to try, 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 do, try, right? try, 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 yeah. try. Multiple, yeah. no, no, non-stop. My my brother called it, it's like you're shooting an automatic gun. You know, <laughs> so uh, many things, but a few hits the target. That's the idea. Just, yeah. Just continue producing content. Same like what you're doing here. I'm your 151 podcast. Can you imagine? Like, Did you think about it when you created your first podcast? And I'm sure that some of them were like not the best. but it, it, it No, but then you move to the next one and it comes out amazing. And then you do another yeah. one and another one and another one. That's exa- you are doing exactly what I'm saying. That's yeah, it's funny
0: that you are saying this because for a long time, I shot only one per week. We doubled it this summer and recently we tripled it. So now you we see? have three per week. And that that is a reason. reason (laughs) Two two
1: thumbs up. Two thumbs up for you, my friend. (laughs) Well done.
0: That is a reason for that. Trust me. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about your uh, customer retention. How are you retain customers? Because I talked to a few jewelry companies and I know it can be difficult for some of them that uh, people, they don't buy an expensive uh, necklace every week. Right. So it's not like a clothing company or not like, I don't know, Zara or you know most e-commerce businesses so how you retain them and uh how, how also how do you use email marketing i'm curious about that
1: okay so first of all daniel i have to say each one of your questions are great questions meaning this is the type of questions that's going to add value to your customers to your uh, listeners so well done i hope so <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so, like you mentioned, people who buy jewelry don't really buy them every day. It's not something you buy them when you have occasion. So it will be for the anniversary. It will be for a birthday. It will be here and there. So I would say most the the regular customers will usually come back once a year. And there are the people who are you know who are a bit more wealthier in a way who like to spoil themselves. Not necessarily regarding uh, not necessarily now if it's a celebration of something. The celebration is to spoil themselves. That's the celebration. Um, but okay, how do we retain it? So first of all, it's about the the customers, the customer service. In the actual transaction, when they were by you, if you provided them a service that is unlike any other service that they received anywhere else. Think, of, think about yourself when you go and you buy things, okay? How many people, how many transactions, how many locations were completely transparent to you? Meaning like you forgot about it two minutes later. And once in a blue moon, You go to a certain location. It can be even a restaurant, you know, came the most amazing waiter you can imagine and gave you a service experience that blew your mind. You will remember it. It will sit at the back of your head. And what is the first thing you will want to do? You will want to share it with your friends. You can't believe I went last night to this restaurant. It was unbelievable. You have to try. Why? Because you want to share the good experience you had with one of your, with the people you care about. So it starts already at that stage, meaning every guy who, every person who comes into our doorstep He's being treated like royalty, like, yeah, above, like a guy who comes to spend on $50,000, $100,000, but he feels like it. You understand? It's not like uh, he VIP throughout the entire process. And then, you know, very personal. There's a lot of personal connection. And then at the end, when he actually receives the result at his house, 99.9% of the cases, it's always exceed their expectation. So he had an amazing experience, right? And then the product exceeded his expectations. So he's hooked, first of all, meaning when he will want it, when he will want another time, he will 95% will come to you because why screw up a good experience? I have somebody who takes care of me. I want to continue. So that's one one way. But regardless, you still have to do the work Meaning, you can't trust that he will have that he will remember and come back. So you have the regular email marketing. You, you want to you want to remain top of mind. OK, top of mind. That's the that's the, the term that we want to use. So you don't want to overblast him or overpop you over like uh, be annoying, but you want every once in a while for him to see your name at the background, so you send the newsletter and you send promotions every once in a while. So the email marketing is a very, very, very good way to stay top of mind, and on top of that, you have social media, so the ones who follow you all the time again see your creations, it gives them design ideas, it gives them celebration ideas, and you are also exposed to new customers on that way. but that's we're putting that aside. Um, and regardless of that, we have a very good loyalty. We specifically, again, it's not in every company, but we have a loyalty point program that for every transaction that a customer gets, he gets five percent in points that he can use for his next transaction. Comes okay. out to a lot of money. Like think about it. Yeah. You just came, you spend fifty thousand dollars. That's twenty five hundred dollars gift for you to use in your next transaction. It's a lot of money. It adds up also. You know, so there are people who can buy a few things a year. All of a sudden, they have like five thousand dollars to come and spend. So it gives them another motivation to come back. And um, so there's the loyalty point. And I think at the end of the day, you know, it's just about always staying top of mind. Meaning the sales team will always, you know, every two or three times a year will stay in touch with our customers. So if he knows the flavor of a specific customer, every time that a certain product will come, he will offer it to him, like as a proactive, because again, the, the connection is so strong, they know what, what he fancies, what he likes. Um But, you know, you just all the time you attack from different direction, social media, ads, newsletter, content and promotions and repeat again, repeat again, repeat again in a certain formation.
0: Yeah, that's a good way how you put it, like just be everywhere, because if you just constantly email them or constantly call them, it will get really annoying. So that's why you should attack from multiple angles. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Yeah. I have uh, two more questions to you. So sure. Uh, You started this business yourself 19 years ago. The owner no, not me.
1: My father. It's a so this is a family business. My father started it in 1977 and went online in 1998. So
0: 25 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So it's better to say that you joined the company 19 years ago, right? You said that I joined.
1: Yeah, I joined the company 19 years ago. Um, 18 years ago. 18 years ago. Sorry, 18 years ago. We are, it's a family, it started as a family business. So I work Mm. together with my five siblings. Me, we are four brothers and a sister, each one, all of us in the company, and my father. Beside that, we have the entire team, thank God, located in the different offices. Mm. But I still get privileged enough to be working with my family every single day. We are in different countries. They are in Israel. I'm here in New York. I manage the US market. Mm. Uh, But uh, I'm very blessed to have to be working with family and getting along very very well with them thank god.
0: Yeah, that's great to hear. So, my next question to you like uh what was your biggest challenge in the past 18 years
1: in what? this business? Uh biggest challenge when I moved okay, so until I moved to the US I used to be in the main office in Israel and um and I um managed everything related to the e-commerce meaning I was the e-commerce manager at the time. Some beautiful project. It was great. It was very, very nice. And then I, I I was relocated. Meaning, the company needed to open a U.S. presence. Uh, I I came here with my family, and I have to say, it was a very, very serious challenge to start with. Meaning, it was a completely different position, also from what I was doing. I moved to a different country. uh, With I had two small kids at the time. Uh, Ever since then, I had another daughter who was born here. But I came here with two little. One was a baby. You know, you mm-hmm. come into this country. I came from Israel. Israel is like the warmest country in the world. Like, I and mean, it's so hot in Israel all the time. You're sweating like a dog. You come to New York. It's freezing cold. It's like you know, yeah. negative twenty yeah. degrees or something. You didn't understand where where it hit you. Snowing all the time, raining like terrible weather. It's like terrible, weather. Yeah. And you had to, you know, you have to find an office, get a, hire a team, create everything from scratch, do a job that you know, it wasn't my, it wasn't something I was used to do. I used to manage people, e-commerce oriented, and all of a sudden you have to create an entire operation logistic out of scratch in a foreign country. So that was like, it took me about six months to, until I managed to land on my two legs. This was quite challenging. It was one of the yeah. best experiences of my life. I would but say. you did a great job because
0: since then <laughs> our US operations are huge. So
1: yeah, thank God, great. we did good deal. Thank God, it was very, very nice.
0: I have one more question. So. What would sure. you tell to other e-commerce business owners, especially those who sell high ticket items and maybe they struggle with that? Um, I know quite many guys and not necessarily jewelry. You know, I used to work with a company who sold 3D printers, but uh, their price range was something similar to yours. So there are many okay. b 2 be commerce companies. They sell very high ticket things, maybe robots or, you know, th- different things. What would you tell them? Like... Uh, how to do it well?
1: I'm going to am going to say two things. First of all, um, it's a very long process, so don't 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 give up in the in the middle. We discussed it, the entire conversation, how much content you need to create, how many things you have to do. So this is something that they will have to be doing. Meaning, there's no question about it. The the problem usually starts when people are not willing to put in the work. That's the, the reality, meaning oh, they try to put up the work for a month, two months, six months, and then, okay, they started creating social media. There was no reaction. I only have 500 followers, you no know, likes, no comments, yada, 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 and they stop. So that's what usually happens. And in such cases, I can promise you so that the e-commerce website is not going to achieve. Um, I can tell you that 25 years ago, our website was very, very small, and 20 years ago, it was still very small, and 15 years ago, it was a bit bigger, but still small. But every year, you know, you see an increase. And along yeah. the way, there were many other competitors who just went out of the race, meaning it was too much work, it was too difficult, you need to invest too much money or too much time, and everybody gave up. So if you actually want to do e-commerce, if you are decided, made a, a decision in the company that you are going to go online, then you need to follow it through and don't give up in the process. Okay, content all the time. Follow, uh, believe in the end result. The end result will be that you will actually achieve it. But don't let the challenges along the way and, and lower your hands and uh, and make you give up. And the second advice, which is maybe even more important than the press, we have definitely the same level, is do not think about yourself. Meaning don't think about what you want, what you want to achieve, or what you want to sell. It is completely and utterly irrelevant. The only thing that you need to think about is look at everything that you do through the eyes of your customer. Meaning if you are now that guy who wants to buy your product, if you are the customer who needs to buy your product, why would he buy it? Why would he buy it? Why, would, why is it beneficially to him? Know why it's good for you. Why is it beneficially to him? When you make your pitch or when you decide what it is, how you're going to promote your, your product, everything about the promotion needs to be in ways that are in benefits to him. Don't talk, we are so good. We are in the business for X amount of years. We are this, we are that. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. He cares about himself. You want to make your wife, uh, the, your you make her tears of joy do this this is what he cares about he wants his wife to be crying out of happiness he doesn't care that you are 30 years of in business He couldn't care less so don't think about yourself everything needs to be through the eyes of your customers i think that would be my two tips on that uh, on that perspective
0: yeah i can only agree with these two and these are i think many times these are forgotten principles of how to do great business so yeah i can only agree and uh, Isaac, if uh, anyone wants to find your company, where they should
1: go, what's the website? What's the website? So you go online and uh, the, the domain is leibish.com. That's L-E-I-B-I-S-H.com. Leibish is the name of my father, Hungarian name. And um, it was quite a special name. So it's going to be a, a good a good name for a website. Nobody can forget it. Things that people don't forget, also, by the way. Always be a bit different. Always go if everybody goes left, take right. Everybody goes right, take left. Think about it. I have
0: I have the same with my name, which is Budai. And uh Americans they can rarely pronounce it well, but I I like that. (laughs) So So, yeah, yeah, Leibish, right? And uh, we will put the link into the description of this podcast so everyone can go to the website and you can find something beautiful for your loved ones. And uh, thanks, Isaac, again. I really enjoyed this podcast. And thanks, everyone who listened to us today. We regularly come out with new episodes. So stay tuned, everyone, and uh, have a great
1: day. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you for having me and for having this great conversation. This was very fun for me, very enjoying. And I wish you all the best and good luck in your future podcasts. Sounds amazing. God bless you, everybody. Thank you.